You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeningandkingston.com. I guess we'll get uh, right to the big news because this is kind of the big update. Um, it looks like there's an agreement between the Writers Guild of America and the Producers Guild or whoever they were negotiating with. Sometimes it's unclear. But basically, Hollywood and the writers have a tentative agreement. And by the time you're listening to this podcast, it's probably been ratified and is an actual agreement. Here's hoping. So the strike's coming to an end. Uh, and one interesting note is that as of basically them saying, okay, there's a tentative agreement, you actually could return to work during the ratification process so long as it doesn't affect the other negotiations going on. So you can work, you can return to a project that doesn't require actors right now until the agreement side, and then everyone will go back to work in terms of the writers at least. So right now, for talk shows and stuff, their writers are probably getting back to work to prepare for like late night talk shows to come back and things like that. Uh, did I miss it? Or did you, does this also include the actors or no. the actors still strike? The actors are a different union and that strike has not concluded as far as I've seen. Okay. The tentative agreement is just oh, between that, the writers okay. and the, and the, you know, whoever they're negotiating with. Okay. So uh, I'm annoyed. The strike has impacted me personally, Mike, oh. because um, as you may remember, <clears throat> or not because you have a bad memory, <laughs> I've been listening to the It's Always Sunny podcast right. where the, the gang is recapping every episode. And suddenly there was no new episodes for like weeks and weeks and weeks. And I thought, this is so weird. Like they never announced they were going on hiatus. They were announcing their... Um, live show in October like the show isn't canceled or whatever not that you really cancel podcasts so finally this week I googled what happened to the it's always sunny podcast and because they're all actors they're not allowed and because the the podcast is literally them recapping their own tv show it's against strike rules for them to continue the podcast so I'm like come on (laughs) let's get a bargain So I can go back to listening to so, my podcast. Yeah, true. And like, you're, yeah, it's affecting you now, but I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to affect you later too. Because this is what always happens when two sides strike. Like when, when workers and the, the corporation or the entity, there's like a disagreement, they don't have a contract and there's a strike. The only person, the only like entity that ever pays the price is the consumer. You really think these producers or let's say it's Disney, Bob Iger and Disney, you really think they're going to be like, okay, here's more money to the writers. I guess we're not going to make as much money. No, Disney Plus will be more expensive. Your next Disney tickets will be more expensive. Movie theater prices will skyrocket. Like these are things that will happen over the next couple of years. The only one who's going to be affected by the strike at the end of the day is us. We're the only ones because we're going to be paying more money. I will... I will say it's a win for the writers and the actors if they're going to be paid more. Yes. Just don't just don't <laughs> they, think just don't think it's a loss for the studios. Yeah, they're not going like, to lose money a, off of this. 
it's a loss for us. Yes. And like, there's going to be a period of time where like nothing new is going to come out for a, for a say, short period. Like, yeah, for like what was like how long was the stri- the writer strike for? Like uh, it felt like six months. Uh, well, that might be no, probably probably I think it was about four. I'll see if I can find the exact date when it when it happened, but I think it was about four, uh, 148 days. And it's not like Hollywood is like going back to as normal because the actors are still. Yes. Like what, what will happen is right away writers can start working on projects again. So, you know, they, they can work on any project the they want once it's, like, you know, once it's happened. So yeah, at least you're right. Like at least the ball's rolling. Now, like they can start working on movies and TV shows and start writing and start working out. They can't, no one's going to be able to shoot anything, but I think a little more time to, to touch up the writing is not a bad thing. Just because at least in this past year, I've been very disappointed with the writing on television, in a lot of movies I've seen, like some TV. All that AI. Yeah, some stuff's been great, but some of it's been on. <laughs> so as far as I'm Do you have any you know, of the- Take time. Do you have any of the details for the tentative deal? So there's or some. You, there's some. But yeah, there's not a lot's public, but this is what we do know. They're, they've released something. So one, it's it's a three year contract that they're going That's to so do. Short. Yeah, meaning they'll come back to the table again in three years, and three years from when it's signed, which will probably be Sunday, like which is the Sunday that just passed for those of you listening because we're recording a little early. That's when it'll be. So in three years, in 2026, they'll have to negotiate again, but maybe they've learned their lesson before. This was the longest strike in history. So hopefully this doesn't happen again. Um, So that's the big sort of piece of information they put up. It's a tentative agreement that is now a three-year deal. In terms of like what's actually in the agreement, there's a few things that they've put out publicly but there's not a lot right now. I imagine there's more to come. Um, but essentially, it will make sure that people writing for television, for movies, or for anything that either goes into syndication or is repeat viewing availability for consumers on platforms such as streaming will receive residuals from that. They will receive something for getting their product being the most viewed thing or being bought by different services that will now be included in when it's purchased there will be money that will go to the writers guild um otherwise there's a bunch of notes here just about the things that are believed to be in this contract including like a a better giving writers more time giving them like a better and more flexible deadline um with like standard or kind of across the board um there's expected that a joint statement's going to come out about the writers guild of america sometime in the second week of October. So we might get more information then, but it looks like it's mainly financially driven. A lot of it's connected to, um, to, to streaming. There's nothing here that I see about AI. I know that was a big thing that writers are worried about. Wasn't that like the main, that and, that and streaming. residuals. Yeah. We're the two things, but there's nothing here I see that's public yet. But again, I, I expect in a week or two, we'll get more details, whatever they're allowed to say publicly, we'll get kind of a statement from the Writers Guild of America. Okay. So stay tuned. Yeah, it's and, and it, it is, you know, at the end of the day, it's good because our things are coming back. The, the point I'm just making is, yes, we will be paying the writers more. Correct. You and I and everyone out there paying for things, you will pay more money. That will happen. Um, 
everyone's going to remain rich. So <laughs> there's no, you know, no groundbreaking thing happening here. Um, they will, they will find other ways to make money, but it's good thing. The ball will get rolling again. We will get television and movies back on track. We've already seen things like Dune got pushed back to next year. Just completely. They're like, we're moving it to, I think it's, was it supposed to be a 2023 release? Yeah. November. Oh. But because of promotion, you're not allowed to promote movies like the actors right. can't. They're like, we're just moving it. Like, we're not even worrying about it. So it's, I think it's come out in they March. They needed uh, Timmy Tim to hit the exactly. circuit. Well, I think they were really hoping, and he was probably really hoping, to get this movie out in November before Wonka in December, which is still slated for <laughs> Christmas Day. That's still, that's still in there. <laughs> I wonder, there's, you won't care about this, Mike, because you're not um, like a pop culture guy. But Timothy Chalamet is rumored to be dating um, Kylie Jenner, one of the, uh, I think it's Kylie Jenner. Yeah, the kit by Kylie, uh, one of the Kardashian sisters. And what a great way to, like, obviously the rumor when it's like that kind of, people think it's kind of like a weird coupling, like a Jenner with like an A-list actor, which I guess isn't that weird because like, She's huge. She's she's like mega famous. Yeah, anyways, aren't the Kardashians like massive? Like, isn't that not? I don't. Surprising? I don't know when people are like, how like how could someone like Timothy Chalamet be dating Kylie Jenner? And she's like, and I'm, how is he not? Like in terms of like celebrity status, they're equally matched. Yes, she's richer than he is. She's like worth nine hundred million dollars. What? Yeah. <laughs> She's literally, yeah, she's nearly a billionaire. For doing what? Why wouldn't he be dating her? What is it that because of her that she does her cosmetic, her cosmetic company? Oh, she, like, so she has a company aside a company. from being. She, I think she cash. sold it. Okay. but anyways, she's she's famous. Okay. I don't know what to what to, I don't know what to tell people. Like just because you think she's probably probably you know people think Horrible. they're trashy right <laughs> probably and like for whatever reason i guess tim chalamet is like better than that but like is he i don't know so anyways the you know everyone's like well it has to be publicity like and it is a good way to distract us from the wonka nonsense um yeah i mean i think there's a perception that timothy chalamet's like a hipster kind of yeah, person. like he's a Wes Anderson yeah. muse, so he must be like art housey. And it's like, how old is he? He's like twenty two. Yeah, of course he's gonna date a Jenner. The only thing that I, the only like idea of his personality to me, you like interviews and stuff don't count because you're put like everyone puts on something for an interview. Like you put on a face, you put on a personality. Like, even if you don't know you're doing it, I, I've interviewed people. I've I've put people in front of camera. And then seen them after, like everyone puts on something like they're not the same person. But I think you can judge a little bit their personality when they do like fun, different things, like something like Saturday Night Live. Like with Timothy Chalamet hosted Saturday Night Live, he did a lot of really silly, ridiculous sketches. So he came to me that I was like, oh, you you like want to be funny and you don't really care how it makes you look. And you're not like super worried about that. You're just here, here to have fun. Like that's what he came, he came off like a little more down to earth to me because of doing things like that. Cause sometimes when people like one of the Kardashians, I don't know which one, um, hosted Saturday night live once. And it was like a brick wall of I nothing. I think it was Kim. Kim's not known for having a lot of. No, per, like nothing, like absolutely nothing. <laughs> like the most boring thing to look at I've ever seen in my entire life because there's nothing there. 
there's no personality. So I think I think that to me shows me a little bit more. It's like, oh, they did this sketch comedy thing, or they did this like fun thing, or they went on some show and did something fun. Like that's why that's the only thing I thought that was good about one of the one of the I can't remember which one. All the Jimmys confused me. One of the Jimmys always did on his late night talk show like fun games and stuff. And how? Uh, yes, is that um, Fallon or Kimmel? Fallon, Fallon? yeah, okay. the one who always breaks character. Yes, he's the one who's always laughing all the time. Like to yeah. me, that shows. Like to me, that shows personality. Where like Jimmy Fallon's like you know got his own stuff going on there, but like he's he's one of those people who like just wants to have a good time and fun with people. And I think you see people's personalities when they come on. Like people like Jennifer Lawrence who goes on there, and like you see a lot of their real personality because they're just are, like having fun. Then you I see know. some people who are like, no, like, what are you doing? So I think Timothy Chalamet has least showed personality is kind of my point. I want to do a quick correction. And it's really showing my age. It's just me assuming that Timothy Chalamet and um, Kylie Jenner are like 22. They <laughs> Timothy, Timothy Chalamet is 27. I, did, it, I didn't even blink when you said 22. I'm like, that seems know, about right? right. Yeah. <laughs> You're like 22. Of course he is. No, he's 27, and Kylie Jenner is 26. Okay, so that okay, so they're about I'm like the same age. Stuck in 2015 for some reason. But okay, so essentially they're about the same yeah. age in their late 20s. They're both super famous. I would argue that even though she probably does have more money than him and is like famous, like popular famous, but I think a lot of people know who Timothy Chalamet is. Like I think he would be one of those actors that like a lot of people recognize. So. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, like I feel like, okay, so they're, they're the similar like level of celebrity. They're around the same age. So like, that makes more sense than some of the other couples you see out there. <laughs> I think they're equally matched. Here. And like <laughs> Timothy Chalamet like went to a performing arts school in New York. Like he, you know what I mean? Like he's of, um, like he, I don't know a lot about his background, but I'm assuming he comes from like some amount of wealth if he's able to go to like a private performing arts high school you'd have to to build for new york like, that's a lot so like they kind of come from the same world i don't know i don't think it's that weird there's weirder and there's weirder examples there's weird like one I, of them what didn't one of the kardashians date um uh see i can't you didn't even have this conversation because i can't remember people's names the, the funny guy no the the funny guy from snl um Who's not oh yeah, funny, the one I don't funny. like. Yeah, the one you don't like. I don't think he's super funny either. Um, I don't think he's funny. I think he's just a stoner. Like, who cares? But that guy, like Pete, to me, well, that's, no, that's Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Thank you. That that, yeah. that to me is more of that a was a weird. That, that was a weird. That you kind of turned yeah. it out. But this one is like, well, it's probably more. But I do, sense. I do like to think it's to distract us from Wonka. I think that would be fun. I mean, I think that's pop, like they'll break up like three weeks after the movie comes that's out. That's possibly true because I don't know. Like you know, another example of that, Taylor. I don't know if if you had heard, but Taylor Swift went to a, a Kansas City football game this weekend, and, and all over the it was the social media, it was all over everywhere because she had been rumored to be dating uh, Travis Kelsey. Um, who who's on Kansas City, and a lot of rumors have popped up that it's just a business transaction to pump up oh. him and his brother, who both play football, have a podcast, and like their ratings right. have gone up, and his Instagram followers have gone up, and so there's a lot of people saying like it's just a business transaction of some type. Uh, but that, but it was weird. Like, it was um, really weird because she was sitting with his parents in like the press box. Yeah, and people are like now dissecting like the mom seemed really cold towards her. And then other people are like, no, I think that they were very social and very polite. It's also probably the first time, time they've met. And 
if like let's just say it's a world where they're actually dating it's been like a week or two and already you're meeting someone's Weird. parents like that's really wild so i think and, like, that's you can't escape awkward. you're in like a box yes so, so that's an awkward situation like that would be awkward but i feel like because taylor we talked about this i think last week um she's like one of those like she's mega famous you can't get more famous than taylor swift people know her even if they don't listen to music what would she be getting out of this deal? Like, she has more money than she'll ever be able to spend. So, like, oh, I'll just do you a solid and pretend to date you so your podcast can do better? See, that doesn't make sense. I think, I think to me, this is the only, the marketer in me, I don't believe this is true. I don't believe it's a publicity right. stuff. But, but if it was, the marketer in me would justify it by saying to Taylor Swift, you don't have the football crowd. You have everyone else in Fair. the world. But you don't have the football crowd. And this will put you on the map for the football crowd. Because all football fans know about you is two times you you have said no to being the Super Bowl like performance. Halftime show. Halftime show. So that's the only thing that I could think of as saying, like, well, you'll get them now. But again, she doesn't need it. But it's just when you have something, you always want more. And I feel like she's the type of person that's like, well, how many people are there on the planet? Oh, do I have that many Instagram followers? Nope. Then I got to keep going. So that would be that would be my only thought on it. I think it's ridiculous and probably not possible, but that would be the way I would justify it in my head. Do you think that because there was also a rumor that it was a publicity stunt when she was dating um, Loki. She dated Loki for a little while. Yes, Tom, uh, not Hiddleston. Hiddleston. <laughs> Talk about like a, <laughs> no, it is Tom Hiddleston. Tom, yes, yeah, that's Tom that's Hiddleston. okay. Talk about a weird match like that. People were like, that has to be a publicity stunt. <laughs> so weird, such a weird match. I don't. I I guess I'm not inclined to conspiracy theories, and also I'm naive. I don't think those publicity stunts are real. Like no. Not anymore, like not since like the studio system has died. Because like in the past, truly they would put like actors had to date each other mm-hmm. um, for to pr- to promote movies. It was part of the studio system, but like that went went away in the fifties. Do you actually think people are fake dating each other for publicity? No, because I see it all the time, and I'm it. like, that can't be real. That can't. <laughs> I doubt it. I mean... Unless it's a unless it's a cover, like yeah, some, it used to be. You know, like um. Uh, people were hiding that they were gay so they would like yes qu- like have a beard yes. quote unquote right and yeah there's still rumors and speculation about certain male actors that like um must be gay you know whatever yeah. that's the only time where i'm like okay that might hold some water but like taylor swift doing a publicity stunt by dating tom hiddleston like i don't yeah i don't buy yeah it. like to me to me it's it's more likely that all these celebrities are just bad at dating because it would be difficult to hold down a serious, actual committed like partnership or relationship when you have so much on the go and when you are so prominent and it is difficult when you're in the spotlight and you might just suck as a person. Like a lot of people who make it just, they're terrible, terrible, terrible people. So I think, I think it's more likely that everyone just, just, yeah, can't, can't, can't win at dating. Right and get married, and, and they're like, like "Oh, I'll, they just... I'll try this one." Exactly. Like I think that's more more likely to me than it is uh, a stunt, unless again, there's a certain reason. Like I think you brought up like a, a relatively thing that like has happened that's been serious, especially like studio influence. 
of being yeah. like, oh, we can't reveal who you really are. So we have to do this and this and this to like cover it up. I, I'm sure some of that still happens because there's so many like evil, gross producer people who just don't understand anything. Um, but I think, I think when it comes to someone like Taylor Swift, this has to be real or otherwise it doesn't make sense. But it also, I believe it could be not well thought out. <laughs> like at all yeah like, like it's a for flame. sure exactly like it's I, I don't think there's been any logical thought put into this by either of them like i don't think it's i don't think it's like a meeting of the minds here i think it's just two people who you know for whatever reason found each other and are starting to date so yeah i just think it was funny because it annoyed a lot of football fans because they kept showing her in the press box um and showing like her reactions to things and I think football. And then he like away. rented out a restaurant afterwards, which is like not actually party. uncommon. That happens a lot. That just got more spotlight because it was Taylor Swift going to it. But that actually happens quite a bit. Where after a big win, one of the like they'll rotate. Someone on the team will rent out a restaurant for everyone's friend, family, and friends. If it's like a home game, they won't do that on the road. But if it's a home game and people are coming, they'll like do an event. So that's not uncommon. That's not. That's not weird. Well, that's also like that was our, is that an have we just been, like is that an impressive been, move to taylor swift like couldn't she rent out a city like why him renting out a restaurant would that really be like a oh look at me i'm renting out a restaurant no she probably rents out a restaurant every time she eats out which probably would have to that's probably that's probably just a normal day in the life of taylor swift she takes her private jet to Eastside mario's shuts down the place then takes her private jet home i i I would still, I admire that a little bit more than Leonardo DiCaprio who disappears on yachts to islands all the time. And like, I don't know what that guy's up to. If I was a millionaire, I'd disappear to a, an island on my yacht. You, would, Why you not? would miss just life? No. Oh, okay. No. I think I would, I think I would, I think I would miss <laughs> civilization. I don't think I could just not... go into my private island and sit there. I think I'd be, I think um, if I'm that rich... I think I'll be okay on my private island. Mike, have we just become a celebrity gossip podcast? Pretty much. I mean, it's what people want. It's what they, <laughs> it's what they demand. And you know what? This is what's funny. The thing, the thing that I'll say about it is um, if, if there was more interesting movies and things going on right now, and if there wasn't a strike and there was actual stuff going on, then we probably wouldn't be doing this. But we, we default to this because we have nothing to talk about. And that was my argument when when everyone was complaining that they kept showing Taylor Swift uh, in the press box because that was one of the worst football games ever. Like it was like 41 to nothing by the time halftime happened. And like it was Kansas City was destroying Chicago. So how about playing a good game? How about being a professional football team for five minutes? And then maybe we'll, we'll look at you, right? Like it was just like, that's why. So yeah, like I would love to just talk about great movies, Taylor. I still haven't really seen one in weeks. When was my last see it? I don't even remember. I don't remember the last oh, yeah. movie I watched that I thoroughly enjoyed. I have some positive things to say about the one I saw today, but I overall, I don't think I've seen a see it in like maybe Barbie Oppenheimer. Like was that? The last that might have been one? it. I don't think I've seen a good. Well, no, I think I liked Gran Turismo, but maybe I wasn't a see it. But still, like that's it. <laughs> in in two I months, my... in two months, I have a I have a stream it basically. I think um, I said you're so not invited to my 
bat mitzvah. Oh, you like it. it. But you did say you might regret that later, though. <laughs> like you said I it. I'm going to regret every single thing from the year of From our year of review. 2023. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see your thoughts the at look, the end of the year. <laughs> the look back. My brain is a little fried these days. <laughs> I can't be held responsible for my movie reviews. All see it and... and... Nothing Everything was, was amazing. <laughs> yeah, and everyone was, and everyone just gets thoroughly disappointed. <laughs> was that Lego song? Everything is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm living in the Lego movie. Yeah, well, uh, that would be great to get a Lego movie or something right now. I'd be down for that. That'd be yeah. excellent. But no, we get whatever it is we're reviewing. Today. I mean, you're not even a, reviewing I... a movie from this decade. <laughs> no. I'm not. Mike, I can't even tell you what's in theaters right now, aside from The Nun. Well, The Nun 2. Uh, That's, yep, yep, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so confused by the poster. Yes, Nun 2. The Nun 2. I don't, that <laughs> what else is in theaters right now? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. The Nun. The Nun 2 is definitely in theaters. I almost reviewed, um, which has been playing at the screening room, Bottoms. Oh, yes, Bottoms. I have heard of this movie, yeah. Um, I probably will review it next week. Um, But I just needed, I don't know, I just needed, I thought Mike's having all this fun with Halloween spooky movies. I deserve a Halloween spooky movie. So that's why I reviewed the movie I reviewed this week. But um, I, so I know Bottoms has been playing at the screening room. Yeah, 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 that's playing. I really can't. Yeah, other, aside, okay, so. Yeah, aside from, I'm gonna I'm trying to do it without looking. Okay, so aside from bottoms and the nun two, uh has anything else opened? Oh, you know what movie I think's oh I think it's hasn't opened yet, but it's coming out. Is the um that movie with John David Washington that's kind of like a a war with AI taken over the I, the I see I haven't thing. even heard of this Yeah, movie. it's called The Creator. Oh, the Creator. That's what it's called. The Creator. And it's opening this coming weekend. So it'll be open by the time this podcast comes out. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. But that that hasn't opened yet. But that's the only other thing I can think of that's like coming to theaters soon. It, there's been a lull. There's been a which normally happens in September. But things also aren't doing like well. Like Barbie and Oppenheimer obviously like took over the box office um, in, in the summer, but a lot of the movies in August didn't do really well. People were just going to see Barbie and Oppenheimer. A lot of movies ended up getting pushed back or changed or moved around. Um, the movie I'm reviewing today literally disappeared, like was in theaters for a week or two and then left completely. So I think that I, we might see a lot more things find home on streaming in the next month or so, but it's going to be quiet for a bit, especially because I aside from the nun too, I can't even name. Oh, that Exorcist movie is the only other horror movie I can name coming out in the next little bit. Like things have really yeah. stalled, especially, and I think the strike has a lot to do with it. Hmm. Well, lots of streaming. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Not much. Um, okay, let's uh, let's review. We're gonna have movies. to go back to my old tagline of "Go stream some movies." Yeah, we'll have to. Yeah, that that's been gone for a bit. We we went back to. Go, being to go to go to theaters but uh, definitely still go to theaters if there's something worth watching but <laughs> i just can't name them it's the problem um okay let's let's review some of these movies let's let's get into it um taylor let's let's go but let's do it chronologically so let's start with your movie back in 1995 85 85 <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, eighty-five. Oh, yeah, right. Because this was this was maybe Jim Carrey's first movie. I looked it up. It was his fourth movie. What What did he do before this? So he did the Sex and Violence Family Hour, where he was, which was a direct to video. He played the host and various roles. Then in nineteen, that was in nineteen eighty three. Again in nineteen eighty three, All in Good Taste. Nineteen eighty four, Finders Keepers, and then nineteen eighty five, Once Bitten, okay. which is the movie I am reviewing this Once week. Once Bitten, all right. And he's incredibly young. Sounds very Canadian. <laughs> um, yeah, and I I have some feelings about this movie. Because it is very dated, and there were a couple like off cut. There's a couple jokes that I was like, "Oh, you couldn't get away with that today." But like, I wouldn't even say they were innocent jokes by today's standards. But I'm like, you know what? Like, very brief. Like, I think it would be okay. And then there's this one scene in the movie that I was like, "Whoa!" And it takes a lot. Mike, we talk about this all the time. You and I are pretty like whatever it's a movie suspense you know what i mean like we right if a joke is off color we can take i thought fi- i find you and i can take it yeah you know what for I the mean? most like, part i'd say we're not true. very sensitive when it comes to those things i'm not gonna i'm, I'm never gonna cancel a movie but this had a, a a scene that definitely would not be included today it takes place in a uh, like a men's locker room a, a high school boys locker room sorry and includes um, a very horrible slur that we would never use today. Um, and I was, I was godsmacked. I was like, can I in good faith review this movie with this crazy scene in the middle of the movie? You had never um, seen this movie before? Like you didn't know? Never, never seen it. Like I didn't, I didn't even know. All I knew was like the Amazon description. It was like, you know, 400-year-old vampire needs virgin blood comedy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I knew it was going to be, like, a comedic vampire movie. Right. And it's it was um, definitely, like, a teen movie. Like, think of, like, a teen movie from the 1980s. Right. Where, like, the guys are going to get trying to get laid. Mm-hmm. Like, that genre of mm-hmm. movies. Like, Porky's kind of. But they're, Does that ring any bells for they're you? They're vampires. But yeah, but the there's uh, one vampire. There's a vampire. Well, there's several okay. vampires, but like so, like think Porky's, but with sure. vampires. Okay, okay, okay. And or another way to describe it would be The Hunger, which is a 1983 movie with David Bowie. It's like a teen The Hunger, <laughs> um, okay. but with this like really, um, yeah, really like homophobic scene, kind of like like two-thirds of the way through the movie so huge disclaimer like there are a couple jokes that are like oh like we wouldn't do that today and then there's one scene where you're like whoa like to hear that slur in a movie like a a like a quote-unquote like mainstream movie that you would have been able to see in theaters in the 80s I was just gobsmacked I was like I can't believe but I guess in the eighties that would have been fine to use that slur like as a joke. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think I know too what you mean by there's a difference between like 
you know, oh, wow, we wouldn't say that today. Ha ha, like whatever, like thankfully we've moved on. But then there's other moments where you're like, it hits you in a different way. And you're just like, how was this ever allowed on television to begin with or on a movie to begin with or that type of thing? Like, I think, I think there are those, everyone has that. Everyone has their different layers. And we've talked about this at length on this show of like, where's those limits? And everyone has that. And it's okay, we have those limits. But I do think it's important to warn people when certain things are in there, because I think it's totally understandable that you don't, there's certain things that you think are, are as an audience, like you, the universal you, might think are too too far, disgusting, should never be said, should never be brought up, should never be part of it. So I think it's important to warn people about that, because I think that's fair to know that here's a movie from a very long time ago, that if it has something that even you, Taylor, are, are warning us about and talking about, to me, that's something like that's worth people being t- taken seriously because I I don't I, think you or I ever are like too too sensitive on certain things. I think we're very like you know laid back about most of it. But the fact that yeah. you're bringing this up makes me go, okay, this is serious enough oh, to like people listen. Like I didn't know like in today, like in 2023, like the word they use in this movie like is like a like in my mind up there with like words you do not say right. in public that shouldn't you even be part mean? of your vocabulary it just yeah, shouldn't like, be in there at all you shouldn't even accidentally say it in certain situations where for some reason you accidentally say something it shouldn't even be part of yeah, your vocabulary. yeah i shouldn't even say oh it shouldn't be a word in public yeah, like, it just correct. shouldn't be in yeah. your lexicon right? i totally so, agree that there are certain things that are like that yeah i know that in the past like even the recent past you know what i mean like us in high school and backwards, like our when our parents were in high school, right? This was a word that was used. But I think even then it was like a bad, like a bad word. You know what I mean? Like it was never like, quote unquote, okay to say it. So to hear it in a movie and like multiple times in a row, I was like, what the heck? So <laughs> anyway, so I was like, what I, I, I even said to Dan, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to say about this movie. So on the surface level, this movie, it was Amazon marketed it as like campy, like, like, oh, I wish I could come up with the other words, but like campy, fun, teen comedy. So um, I thought this is like right up my alley, right? Like 1980s vampire yeah. teen comedy. It certainly sounds like um, a movie that you would watch. Like it's, it's very yeah, much exactly. in that area. Yeah, yeah. So, and apparently uh, the Wikipedia page says that it's now considered a cult classic. I don't know anyone who has ever seen this movie. Never, or, I've, I've never, never heard, heard of this it. movie talked about. Yeah, never heard of it. So the cult cult movie status is a little dubious to me. Um, it was, I, I was having fun watching it. I was kind of waffling between a, C, a stream it and an airplane it. Mm. Um it was goofy. It was cute at times. It's definitely like a teen comedy. So like a lot of sex jokes, um, uh, you know, and then, and then that scene really threw me. So like, I, I would, I would say this is an airplane it, but fully be aware that there is a scene that contains a slur that by modern standards is unacceptable. And again, like, uh, I, I don't want to harp on this point too much, but I just want people to realize, again, it's also something that is big enough that you're bringing it up. And I do think we have to, like, context is important. And we, we don't like context. And we don't like nuance. Context is important. If Taylor is telling you to, to 
No, then you need to take it seriously because again, Taylor, you're not the type of person that we generally hear these types of things from. So I think it's important that if you're, if you're listening and you're sitting here thinking like, oh, like what, what could this be? Like, should I even check it out? You know, if you know it's the type of thing that you're sensitive about, that's going to cause an issue, then just dump the movie and forget about it. Like, yeah, you know, a lot of people never even heard of this thing. So like, exactly. I'm gonna... you're, you would never have heard of this movie probably before I mentioned it. Yeah. So it's a blip on your radar. Um, again, like I don't want to like harp on it, but just to, for people sensitive, like if people want a little context or like want a little bit of a, um, oh, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? But essentially like, you're like, okay, well what, like, I don't, I don't want to like, <laughs> dwell on this word and make it more dramatic than it is but essentially the scene has to deal is around like homosexuality yeah so like if you know that if that what i'm trying to explain is that if that's something that um you're sensitive towards Mm -hmm. this should be a skip it for you yeah i guess is what i'm trying to say and i think i think that makes total Um, sense and i think that's fair and the fact that like at the end of the day the fact that at most you're giving this movie an airplane in anyway (laughs) <laughs> it's like for most people it's not like, an oscar winning yeah movie. you have like, other options everybody like you can stay away from stuff like that i just wanted to watch like a funny vampire movie it's interesting you know how what I mean? you yeah you on the surface it sounds like everything you want but it just clearly doesn't doesn't fit in your own ideals and it made you uncomfortable enough to be like i don't know what i'm gonna say here because this was this was a lot. You know how some movies do not age well? Yeah. This movie did not age well. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Once bitten, did not age well. Not, Once bitten, uh, not, uh, did not age well. There you go. Poor Jim Carrey. Although he's fine. He's a millionaire. Yeah. He probably doesn't even remember that he made this movie. He probably he probably doesn't. And it probably... And you could... Like, this is one of those movies that you probably could cancel and erase. And it would make no difference. Because it's not... No one cares about this thing. So, or like uh, a case where, like, you know how Netflix now is going back and like scrubbing certain scenes mm-hmm. and stuff from their catalog, yeah. which I don't necessarily agree with, uh, like with broad strokes. But this is one of those movies where, like, you could go back and digitally erase this scene and it would be fine. Yeah, no one would yeah. miss this scene. And it's interesting, it is interesting that I mean, it's a discussion for another day. Um, but it is interesting that you bring up you know, Netflix scrubbing things and stuff. And yet, I mean, I don't know if Prime's doing that or not, but yet this thing still exists. So again, you can scrub stuff right? all you want, but then other things like this are still out there. And it's like, what what good are you really doing there? Like, unless you look at the big things like this, I don't know. It's like, um, you know, like, oh, like we're going to, in all, moving forward, all streaming and like DVDs of The, of the Simpsons doesn't include the Michael Jackson episode. We're like, okay, so like, again, you're right, this could be a whole other conversation. But like, so they're going to delete that episode from history. But this movie with this horrible scene still exists? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like, I don't, well, I guess, I guess the difference is like Simpsons is huge. Yeah. And once bitten. No one cares about, yeah, that's probably, you know what, Taylor, that's probably the difference is people like, who cares about this thing? (laughs) Like, it's probably what everyone watched the Simpsons. Mike, it was how I found this movie was, it was listed as like, um, like most popular movies on Amazon. Really? Like in the most popular section. 
So obviously, I most popular, I would put in quotes because I'm sure, well, I'm not sure, not 100% sure, but I assume they calculate that most popular based on what's most popular, but also your algorithm, like what I've watched in the past. I, I would assume so, yeah. I assume, but like for it to be in like the quote unquote most popular section, I've literally never heard of this movie. If it wasn't for going through my most popular section on Amazon, I never would have watched this movie. I, yeah, I mean, that's such, see, that, to me, I go back to then, I don't understand why, why this movie then is still around, and yet that episode of The Simpsons isn't, and again, you can, that's why I don't think, I don't like universality, and I don't like, like, everything being, like, broad strokes, and I don't like it being, like, oh, everything one way or another. Like, I think nuance is important. Context is important. And I think you can judge things on a case by case basis, but I would love to hear the rationale for like, yeah, this movie's got to stay. Yeah. This one, this one is definitely, this is the one. If you are going to worry about it, it's exactly, it's exactly what happened when Captain Marvel came out and there was all this noise on, on every side of the argument about Captain Marvel. And I saw the movie and went, this is it. This is the one we're going to, we're going to fight over and hang our hat on. Like, Aren't there better examples of movies that we can talk about? Like, there's just better movies out there that we can have this exact same debate about. But again, it's sometimes people pick very random things to harp on and to attach to. Um, but again, it's just, it's a great, I think it would be a great question for Amazon. Why is this movie here and why is it so popular? According to them. Yeah. yeah. How many people have watched this movie in the last month? Dying to know. I'd love to know if anyone out there listening has watched this movie or even heard of it. Once bitten, 1985, Jim Carrey. There you go. Please write in. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a short list. Um, okay. So I I finally got to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem from the same okay. company. What a name. Yeah. What great long name. Good way to start. From the same company that, that you know, or the same at least animation style. Um, that's been behind the the Spider Man Spider Verse movies. Um, mm-hmm. So they they kind of looks like a graphic novel. Yeah, graphic novelty style. They're trying, you know, they've been trying to do things with Ninja Turtles. They've been trying to find the recipe for it. Um, I really think they got to go back and look at what was so successful of the first movie in the nineties, um, where they had actual <laughs> turtle suits and it looked awful, but it was a great movie. Uh, this movie was not great um it it to me it fell into that trap of you're clearly trying to target a very young demographic which some some might say is a mistake because ninja turtles been around for so long you think you'd want to grab older audiences who actually know who the ninja turtles are, are like i don't know how much kids know about the ninja turtles um it there i don't know a hundred percent in terms of the writing team like what they know about the culture of teenagers these days or what have you. They're just a lot of the language to TikTok. me. Yeah, maybe <laughs> a lot of the language to me seemed very like forced and unrealistic. And I, what I thought was weird about it was, so you have these four teenage mutant Ninja Turtles and I'm about to dissect it way more than I think the movie deserves to be, but whatever, this is the way I think about movies. The teenage mutant Ninja Turtles grew up in the sewers of New York. So it's set in modern times. So it would make sense that they would have a sense of modern language because they'd be listening to everyone. But they but wouldn't they be adults now. Well, no, they're teenagers. They're teenagers because they said it in modern times, like 
the accident happens oh, in from, modern times. Yeah. From the gecko. Yes. Like it isn't yes. like yeah. okay. Everything's set Got in it. modern times. Yeah. It's it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but now. Um as Got opposed it. to like the eighties. So So they're not saying Calabunga. N- n- no, they're not saying Calabunga. Um they're they're very much using modern language, which I, I, I can understand, but it seemed like these four turtles were trapped in the sewer under like very specific high schools. Like it, it, which to me is not right. Like they would have picked up the cadence of how people speak across the board because they would have, if, if they learned language from like master splinter number one, but also listening under this, like and they would TV. Don't they have t- TV? Well, TV, yeah, TV. And they, they, there's a scene where they sneak out to, to, to watch Ferris Bueller's day off. And it's like a movie in the park kind of thing. And they sneak out to go watch it. So like they're getting, they're also getting like eighties movies, like things like that, where you could have easily brought back Calabunga and like those types of things because they would have gotten off of movies and television. So to me, their language was so specific of like, no, like they're going to be like real teenagers you would find today, which some of their language is a little off putting and a little unclear. And I'm sure a part of that is me being older and like, well, this is probably how teenagers talk, but some of it also seemed like adults writing for teenagers, which I don't think. They like overheard their 14 year old niece say this one thing. That's, Yes. That's the slang yeah. I'm using. So now I'm going to use that same slang 12 times in a sentence. Um, so there's weird things like that. And there's also weird things like, so the four kids, they they clearly cast teenagers to play them. And, and some of the teenagers have been in other things. Like one of them was in like a voice from the Spider-Man movies. And another one was in the Mighty Ducks TV show that they just did. Like they obviously like made a point to cast teenagers, which is totally fine because they're young. This is like the first time they ever go like above the surface and sort of leave splinter and, and want to kind of get out into the world. So that totally fine. I'm on board for that, but they made one of the four kids clearly younger in the voice, like nowhere near puberty sounded seven years old. And the rest of them sound like they're 14, 15. And it was That's jarring. Choice. It was a big, bold choice. Like one of them's like <laughs> very squeaky voice. And the rest of them sound like they've hit puberty. And it was, and they're all the same age. Like they're the same, they're the same age. They're four like brothers that are the same age. So it was very odd. I don't know why they were doing that. Like the whole story, this whole story is basically about them trying to be accepted and wondering if the world will accept them and wanting to go to high school. Like they've always dreamed about going to high school. They want to be around teens their own age. And it's really a Leonardo story because he, it's basically about him finding his voice as a leader of the group. So fine, like that, again, I'm on, on paper, I'm on board for that. But it's Donatello, who's like squeaky. And it's very jarring, like it's off-putting. And it was very, very strange. Um, so overall, like the movie had entertaining moments. There's a lot of stars in it. Like, so Seth Rogen co-wrote it with his like writing team. And so Seth Rogen's in it, and Paul Rudd's in it, and Ice Cube plays the villain. Jackie Chan is in it. Uh, Rose Byrne. Like, there's a lot of people you would Great recognize. Great cast. Great cast. The voicing was fine. Like, I, I had no problem Although with the Although, I will acting. say, great cast, but also um, way to take work from working voice actors. That's always yes, a caveat. Whenever true. I'm like, oh, that's a stacked cast. Yeah. But um, those people are taking away from the people who have made a career doing of voice just acting. Doing voice They're acting, not getting yeah. those roles anymore. Yeah, and like, I, you know, I will say sometimes it's distracting. Like, sometimes... You know, it's so clear. Like, that oh, that's Seth Rogen. That's Seth Rogen. That's Paul Rudd. That's Rose Byrne. 
Um, one one of the was it noticeable in this one? Was who? Was it noticeable in this one? Yeah, this yeah, yes, I would say so. And like, I think, I think at the end of the day, the voice acting was fine in t- in terms of every every character was fine. There was a couple funny jokes. I did their job, but I think it was every character, even the ones who had little cameos. Like there was a lot of actors that you'd recognize like, oh, they have little cameos. They all, you you were like, oh, it's this person. It's not the character, it's this person. And I think that that does take away from it. You're like, you're hearing their voice being like, oh, it's it's this person. Um, There were a couple like jokes that didn't land as well that I thought like the humor was a little meh. Um, Like it was a fine story and the adventure was fine. And what kind of the whole point they were trying to make was all fine. Um, you know, I thought every, every change they made was okay. But again, it was just so, yeah, it was so blah at the end of the day. Um, the thing that made me laugh the most I wanted to bring up, and this is just take a little bit to explain, but I, I got to tell you, Taylor, I've ne- I haven't laughed this hard in a long time. So you know how in credits of a movie, there's always the and and with section. Right. So the big star or one of the big stars are usually the and and the with. So like and in this movie, it was like and Seth Rogen with Ice Cube. Right. Like right. They, they save big names for the end. They go through the cast. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. So that's a Hollywood thing. And often it's negotiated. Like often big, big stars will get the and or the with because they're at the end. And that's a negotiated thing that happens all the time. So when it's someone's first movie ever you do introducing, like introducing this person playing this person. Like you you do see that happen all the time. So in this one, they go through the cast and they just like, okay, they, they here here's the four people who play the Ninja Turtles, you know, here, you know, Rose Byrne and all these people and Seth Rogen with Ice Cube. And then it said, and introducing Paul Rudd. And I, I like, this is at the end of the movie. I don't even know why that's I'm watching good. the credits. And I burst out laughing. Like, what? What? Like, that's got to be an inside joke. And they're all friends. Yeah. So that's obviously a thing to put in there. But, and, and introducing Paul Rudd. That was just so funny. Like, they didn't Seth have to Rogen do that. Was probably like, wouldn't it be so funny if we pretend people don't know who Paul <laughs> yeah. Rudd is? Paul yes. Rudd was like, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. Let's do it. And that, that made, that was the biggest laugh that I had. I couldn't That's bad. If the end Yes. I like I couldn't stop moment. laughing. I thought that was so f- I had to rewind it. Just to be like, wait a minute. Like is the cause I, I streamed it. It came out on streaming. As I mentioned, this is a movie that was only out in theaters, at least in my area, for like a couple weeks. But because of Barbie and Oppenheimer was so popular, I think it got pulled. I think they were like, okay, we got to sell to a streaming platform. Like, we're not I definitely remember seeing a trailer for it when yes. I saw Barbie. So yeah. it wasn't even in theaters yet. No, it came out after. But I think it just so, it was yeah. one of those movies that just got forgotten. Like it came out a week or two later, and I think it just got destroyed because Barbie it's and Oppenheimer had like four in 2023. weeks. Twenty twenty three. Well, nah, I don't think there's anything in here that's gonna <laughs> we're gonna look back at and be be too bad. Like it was very modern and had the modern feel to it, right. but. Yeah, at the end of the day, I think it was geared towards kids, but in that way that I don't like, where it sounds it sounds dumb. Like, it just sounds like you didn't try. Yeah, and, and I think kids are smarter than this. And the kids' movies that stand the test of time are the ones that are appealing to you as adults as well. And I don't think you'll remember this movie ever. Like, I just don't think people will go back. Even, even like, I will say the first Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse movie was unique enough that it even with its kind of more modern language, but it made more sense for the character. Like they justified it. It was clearer because of who the characters were. 
I think that movie has a better chance of standing the test of time than something like this, because I just think it was, it was a little bit too like, pardon me saying this dumb. Like it was just a little too dumb. It wasn't quite nuanced enough. I get what they were going for. I liked some of the themes they tried to put in there. I really thought, you know, talking about acceptance and how our society is not good at accepting things that are different um, until they're like popular or until they're, you know, something niche. And they did a good job of addressing that. And that was kind of smart. But then they just like they took they took the the easy way out for humor. And I don't think I think they could have done a better job written by a lot of really funny people. So, yeah, I just think th- this movie to me is a is an absolute airplane. It. Because if you're curious at all, well, watch it on an airplane. It's only an hour and a half. It's very short. And it'll just, you know, it'll fly by because it's, you know, it's kind of an action movie and it's got, you know, a lot of things in it. But at the end of the day, I don't think you're just going to ever remember this movie. It's not going to be something we'll talk about. There's not much to dissect here. Um, They just didn't, it just didn't hit for me at all. So yeah, to me, it's, it's a, it's an airplane. Uh, Except for again, that, that moment of in, in, and introducing Paul Rudd, that was hilarious. I thought that was so funny, and I I applaud them for that hilarious joke. I, I assume it has to be a joke. I don't know why else they would do that. Yeah, obviously a joke because Paul Rudd has been acting since the eighties. Yes, I so <laughs> why, like why would you? But that's like that's what, that's why I was saying like why would you do this? Why that would you do thing. this? Like it's so funny. It's like that's just the funniest thing. And yeah, that was a great joke. But aside from that, yeah, I just the rest of it to me, it's just an airplane. It. Uh, there are, I think there are better Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies out there. They haven't gotten it right for a long time. <laughs> so I don't know. I think it's just one of those things that they're going to, they're going to keep trying to make it a thing, but it hasn't been working for me. Is there even a market for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles now? I think that's a good question. Like, do we need to reboot it? I guess it's one of those things where... Um, I, I think they're banking on the fact that the children who would have watched the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the eighties, like the live action one, you know, the one that I'm talking about, I think it's like late eighties, early nineties. Um, people who would have watched that originally now are having children. So, okay. let's rehash old IP for like the nostalgia factor for the parents, but get in a new generation. But it sounds like the parents wouldn't have liked this one. No, it's like, no, who's watching the movie. Yeah. Like to to me, you would have to make it like a better movie. Like you'd have to do what movies like Shrek have done. Um, even a lot of Disney's products where you, or the, uh, you could the just, Mario movie. You yes. Watched. The Mario brother movie, which, which was, you could enjoy that whether you're 36 and watching it or whether you're a child. Now a movie like this is more like the Clifford movie, where if you're 36 years old and sitting alone in a movie theater, watching Clifford movie and all the parents are looking at you, they that's understandable because this movie wasn't very good and it didn't do like, it didn't have appeal beyond that. And I think this movie's, falls into the Clifford category, but doesn't hit like Shrek or Super Mario Brothers or even Frozen or Sonic where where you're finding appeal beyond that. The Lego movie. Lego movie is another good one where that will be remembered for a long time and talked about and subsequent sequels have come from it because you're hitting a big audience. But this one just didn't just didn't do it. So Hmm. I don't know. To me, it's weird because there's so many examples 
of movies doing well when you're when you are hitting like a, a wider range of audience but i don't know how many examples you can think of of movies that are like this is just for kids and it made a billion dollars like i don't think there's a lot of examples of that so i don't know what i don't know how these conversations take place i don't know what studios are thinking i'm sure some of them are like well we're okay with this movie making blank amount of money it doesn't have to be fantastic and i think that's a big problem i think writers directors even on ted pool projects should be pushed to make the best possible movie you can so we get less of this kind of stuff or the flash or you know i i'd love to, i'd love to go to the movie theater in the next couple of weeks taylor and see a good movie like i, I would love that um i think know. yeah that's typically what people think when they go to the movies mike yeah i but but it seems <laughs> but it seems like i'm asking but for the world though. i know what you're saying everything but has been so bad it's been so bad and, like you're just expecting the next one to be yeah, bad too. like it's it's like i'm expect i'm asking too much like all i'm asking you to do is just your job make a good movie like that's it like but but again this is this is the new age i'm telling you i'm telling you this is another conversation i'd love to have we're okay with mediocrity because we can't we can't push we can't there's a lot of things we can't do anymore and i don't i'm not even talking about the stuff we were just talking about those things i agree with i just think we're too we're too okay to accept mediocrity because we're like well we can push out the toys and we can do this and we can do that and again it probably comes down to the studio system i'm not 100 blaming the artists but some artists suck like some just because you're a filmmaker doesn't mean you're brilliant i think it's it's an art form that needs to be taken seriously and i'm just not seeing it i'm just seeing kind of lazy things i almost want to change it because of this conversation to a skip it i won't it's an airplane but this gets me all riled up and I just, I just want to go see the creator and be like, wow, that was really good. And I'm so glad I saw this movie. Like, that's what I want instead of what I'm like, I really hope, I just hope it's tolerable. <laughs> like, I hope I'm not bored for two and a half hours. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Anyway. I, I want that for you, Mike. Yeah. To be continued. I'm going to manifest that for you. Thank you. I hope so. To be continued. We'll continue this conversation uh, and many more as we continue to dissect movies and be disappointed by them. Uh, Thank you so much, everybody, for listening once again this week, and you're going to hear from us again next week. Go see some movies.